This is Historic Oddities, the podcast that will one day be a historic oddity. I'm Jamie. And I'm DJ. Hey, Jamie, what you doing? Oh, setting up the party. Oh, I love parties. Are you sure about that? What? Tell me what that was all about. Well, we'll start the party soon. But first, welcome back, Oddballs. And if this is your first time joining us, make sure you go back and download and listen to the first two episodes in this series, just so you can get caught up. Enjoy that, Wild Ride. (laughs) Well, I've been promising mummies for entertainment for a while now, and it's finally time, DJ. I don't even know what to think. I think for this one, we need to hop back in the time machine. We're heading for Victorian era Europe. That starts in the late 1830s. Well, after you or après vous. Well, here we are. But I'm also aware that after the past two episodes, you're probably worried about what's going to happen. No, No, I'm always worried with you. DJ, would you stop worrying? Everything is absolutely fine, okay? We're just going to a party. We're going to socialize. We're going to mingle, have some appetizers, a meal. We're going to unwrap a mummy. No, wait. Stop. What? Would you keep your voice down? This is common here in Victorian England. Mummy unwrapping or unrolling is all the rage, okay? It's the height of social fashion. All right, I'll do my best to fit in, but I'm not agreeing with any of this. I guess to better understand it, we do need to talk about it a little bit. All right, lay it on me. Well, as we know from the last two episodes, Western Europeans have been obsessed with Egypt for a long time, spanning back the whole way to the 11th century. And we're currently in the late 1830s, so almost 700 years of eating mummies, painting with mummies. Ah, you don't have to remind me. Well, the obsession did die down for a little bit, but it was rekindled by someone we are probably going to meet in an upcoming episode, Napoleon Bonaparte. Seriously? Yeah. What does he have to do with this? That's a really great question. You see, Napoleon and the French led a campaign in Syria and Egypt from 1798 until about 1801. And during that time, people back in Europe were very interested in what he was doing and also became very interested in Egypt again. So you're telling me Napoleon went all the way to Egypt? Yes. I had no idea. Well, this extreme interest in Egypt that came back around in Western Europe was referred to as Egypt mania. And if we break that word apart, Egypt... Egypt. But mania means madness and fury. So needless to say, their love for Egypt at this point in time was intense. Well, to be fair, it's been pretty intense for quite a while now. That is fair. Right around this time, there was a very successful doctor and surgeon named Thomas Joseph Pettigrew. 
And Dr. Pettigrew was a doctor for Queen Victoria. She was the Queen of England at the time. He gave her vaccinations, tended to her needs, but he was also a published author and an authority on Egyptian mummies at the time. And while Dr. Pettigrew was definitely not the first person to unroll a mummy, he is thought to be the pioneer of unwrapping mummies. Of all the skill sets out there, this is the one he chose? Quite a legacy to leave behind. Well, to be fair, it was very scientific at first. A room full of Victorian gentlemen talking about scientific discoveries, jotting down notes in medical journals, and of course, unwrapping a mummy. Well, when you put it that way, it's not so bad if it's for science and all. I mean, it can add to our research and, you know, it's why we have all this information now and people had to do things like that. So I guess it's not that crazy. You're not wrong. It definitely did add to our scientific research and our historic research, but it gets worse. There's that word again. Now, Dr. Pettigrew had an opportunity to keep it all scientific, but unfortunately what started off medical soon turned into a spectator event. Of course it did. Now, people would come from all over to watch the unwrappings, and they would be shocked by the whole ordeal. I wouldn't expect anything less. So to understand what is exactly happening, picture this in your mind. Either Dr. Pettigrew or another doctor, but it was typically him, would lecture about an important medical topic, and then after the lecture, they would slowly unwrap a mummy pausing to point out medical or scientific facts and fascinations. The person leading the lecture would pause to remove any amulets or charms from the person's body and hold them aloft in the center of the floor for all to see, commenting on the deceased person's appearance, maybe even saying what the quality of their skin looked like or their hair in the loud voice that filled the auditorium. All right, I'm not going to lie. That does sound kind of cool, but this brings me back to the whole being cursed thing. Yeah, it was definitely unethical in every single way, but also fascinating. And it captured a lot of people's attention. Pettigrew was quite the showman. Think three ring circus leader. Yeah, I can imagine this being extremely exciting for people back then. It was. He would hold up body parts. He'd talk in that loud, booming voice. He would dump sand from inside of skulls. He would do anything to shock the people who were in attendance. And as his fame grew so much throughout the country and throughout Europe, you would think that maybe people would catch on that this was not a good idea. But instead, well, they made him the founding treasurer of the British Archaeological Society. (laughs) He was rewarded for all of this. (laughs) Pettigrew's shows weren't small scale either. These were sold out, packed to the brim shows. We're talking upwards of 3,000 people attended some of them. There were elaborate posters that were drawn up 
And people came from far and wide just to get a glimpse of an Egyptian mummy. So he was really selling out everywhere he went with this? Yes, he was basically on tour. But as you can imagine, it was hard to see with all of those people crowded in a room. So it gets worse, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. How did you know? Folks, help me. It does. It gets worse. Where there are smuggled mummies and money, there is the opportunity for new deplorable levels of exploitation. Naturally. (laughs) Enter the home mummy party. The what? For the right price, a Victorian lad or lady or a family could host a dinner party at home for some of their exclusive guests and have a mummy laid out on their parlor table to be unrolled at the conclusion of their party. All right, you're making this up. This isn't real. I wish I was. No, I don't believe it. It's very, very much real. Okay, continue. Well, this went on for quite a while. And if you knew someone who could acquire a mummy, it became all the rage. It's like, hey, yeah, I got a guy for that. Oh, you need a mummy? Yeah, I got a guy for that. However, eventually mummy rolling and unwrapping fell out of style, just like every fad does. There were many reasons why that happened. And documents at the time stated people realizing that what they were doing was horribly unethical. Of course. (laughs) But other documents also mentioned that people wanted to preserve the past and not destroy it. Finally, that seems to be very difficult for people back then. But a lot of people are also documented as just getting very bored of unwrapping mummies. I can't even imagine how I would feel just being in the presence of a mummy. But they've unwrapped so many of them that they're bored of it. That's ridiculous. I know. I can't imagine. It's, it is ridiculous. And the last recorded mummy unwrapping took place in... 1908. Where? Still in England. 1908. Yeah. Are you you, you getting ready to tell me that the last one was like five years ago? No. But don't worry, Mummy Brown was still around for another like 60 years. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, to be honest, I think that does it for now. Wait, is is it over? I think so. I mean, there could be more episodes later, but for now, I think we can take a break from mummies. So, dare I ask, what's next? Oh, just you wait and see. Oh, man. If you guys could see her face, she's got something. (laughs) Well, anyway, Oddballs, thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Follow us at Historic Oddities on Instagram and at HistOddPod, H-I-S-T-O-D-D-P-O-D on Twitter. That's where the Oddball Community Conversation is happening and we post our episode teasers. Don't forget to follow us and give us five stars. It really drives us up the charts and helps us find more oddballs just like you. 
If you enjoyed this series, don't forget to share it with a friend. And if you have a suggestion for another episode or series, email us at historicoddities at gmail.com. And if it's great, you just may hear it on the next episode of Historic Historic Oddities. Oddities. Later, oddballs.